Good morning, everyone. This is NP Stradium with MineRP, and with me is Jean Roux. Jean Roux from MineRP, sitting in a very cold Toronto after our partner session on Friday. This is Monday today. Yes, we had an, a really successful executive briefing session in Toronto, introducing the newly formed MineRP to the North American market, as well as talking specifically about digital transformation in the mining industry to our assembled partners as well as senior client executives in the mining industry in Canada. We were lucky to be hosted by Deloitte and we have Adrian Davitsi here today. MP, you have some more details about him. Yes, Adrian, you are a director at Deloitte Canada in the Toronto office. We are responsible for helping clients in the area of strategy and digital transformation. Your background, Adrian is one of those people who enjoy academic life and uh, you've got a PhD in chemistry and then an MBA in research and technology management. You also did some postdoctoral fellowship at the University of Toronto, is that right? That's correct. Good morning everybody. Then you started in Deloitte in as early as 1995. Wow, that's, uh, that's a while back, isn't it? You're dating me now, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit more about your role at Deloitte. So when I started at Deloitte from sciences, I was looking for structure in management and management sciences. And, and what I discovered is a lot of the things that were done in, in management was not as scientific and as structured as the industry that I came from or the area that I came from. So my immediate focus in joining Deloitte was really on trying to understand in a more structured way how value is created, which led me on a path that lasted up till now which was all about trying to understand how information is used to create better decision-making in order to create value beyond just the shareholders, but including all stakeholders. So focusing then specifically in the, in the area of information management? Not so much information management as in, as in decision-making, and specifically how decisions and elements of strategy can be combined to create value and be able to quantify and align those decisions to what creates value in, in commercial markets as well as capital markets. Adrian, we've been able to spend some good time with you in South Africa uh, in the kickoff we had with the partnerships as well as up here after our launch. You have intrigued us with, uh, with new models and new business models around how mining can work in future and how decision making can be done. Give us more of your perspective on that, please. So when I started in mining, I've worked in Deloitte in probably most of the industries, which gave me a privileged position to see different perspectives than what you typically see in mining. When I came into mining, I entered mining through an energy lens, I would say. I spent 20 years really looking at how energy is used in industries. And energy, I feel, is at the core of you know, the industrial engine that we've created. And it's also uh, at the core of many of the problems we're experiencing in society today with uh, global warming and, and issues like that. At the core of it lies how we will transform the way we use energy in our industries. When I entered mining, I entered it through an energy lens. What quickly led me to ask uh, questions that wasn't typically asked in mining. That led us to sort of explore different avenues of, of innovation. I may just expand as well on Deloitte's role in innovation. Most people see Deloitte as an accounting firm. Mm. Most of Deloitte today, or I would say more than 50% of our, um, our revenues are, are coming from advisory services, specifically consulting, mm. uh, where we help clients uh, with operational strategy, you know, corporate strategy, business unit strategy, and innovation. And specifically on innovation, we've acquired a, a company called Doblin, 
a few years ago. And Dublin is a premier innovation uh, consulting advisory firm using design thinking to help clients re-envision the model of, of their businesses. What they've discovered over 20 years of, of research is that innovation can be categorized in certain, um, you know, in certain categories. And you know, the high-level uh, differentiator between those would be there's three. Typically, people focus on services and products. And that's where everybody focuses on when they think about innovation. But broader than that, we've discovered that the companies that are really good at innovation actually expand well beyond that to include both how they configure their business as well as how the customer experience involved. And across those three large categories, they've defined, three, uh, they've defined 10 types of innovations. If you look at those 10 types of innovations and you then apply that to, to what you envision in doing in your business, you can get a good sense of, of how successful you would be, how difficult it would be to, to, to imitate what you've done. Now, when we apply that lens to mining, you discover that much of the innovation that's happening in mining is very incremental to, to the products and the services we're doing. Less has been done on how you re-envision the configuration of how a mining business is set up. And on the customer side, specifically because mining thinks about themselves very much as a commodity business mm. with no customer, mm. you could change the perspective and think about the society in which you operate or even the environment mm. or even the ore body as the customer to which mm. you have to add value. And by doing that, you open up new avenues of thinking to approach how you create value for the stakeholders, including the society around which you operate, as well as the environment, and then, of course, very importantly, the shareholders. So you've, uh, you've, you've said about your different lens coming from other industries, and an interesting message that we in mining here all the time is that mining is behind other industries when it comes to the adoption of uh, groundbreaking technologies, uh, specifically uh, information kinds of technologies, digital technologies. Is that your experience? W would you say that is that mining is slower than other industries to adopt new technology, or uh, or is the status attributable to something else? I think I, I have to recognize that mining is hard. I have you know extreme admiration for the people that spend their lives in mining, working often in a vacuum of information, making decisions under extreme conditions. So so uh, when we talk about innovation in mining and what can be done and what's possible, we're not doing that without the um, appreciation for how difficult mm. the conditions are within mining operate, both in terms of uh, uh, the time frame in which they operate, in terms of the... the the time to develop a mine, sometimes in, in decades, and then running the mine, operating it, in under conditions which which is not exactly the same as you know a, a game console in your sitting room, <laughs> where uh, where networking and everything is is perfect. So you don't find mines in the middle of towns either. Yeah, that's right. And so so with that in mind, though, what what I have observed though that it's very difficult to escape from the old way in which we've done stuff in mining. So if you look mm. back 50 years and you look at what we what people are doing today. Um, there has been innovations, um, you know, in, in certain areas specifically for sure. But overall, in terms of how people are making decisions, how the different components are integrated, it's still very much the same. It's very much still a siloed business where things take a long time to, to, to get done, um, never mind to change. Typically, the mines are in remote areas where the communities around them are 100% are dependent on, on the mine, which makes a social transformation very difficult. So you can't see technology transformation independent from the social mm. transformation that's mm. required, not just in management, but, but in the communities around it as well. Mm. So, so I think there's very good reasons. I think the last reason is, uh, or one of the other reasons are that 
when you develop a mine, you have imperfect knowledge of the ore body. Mm. And so mm. investors already take a significant risk mm. in actually putting capital in play. And that then creates the the need to to be very clear about what you'll do and not add any more risk to the to the equation. Mm. Also because it's a dangerous environment, we think about risk as, as affecting lives. Mm. And we we tend to want to minimize all risks mm. once a decision has mm. been made to, mm. to do mining. I, I um, uh, you speak about the or you've introduced yourself as you came in on in the energy lens. We saw your framework several times. Could you refer back to the bottom uh, level of your triangle, the four lenses, and what usefulness there is of a framework such as that to uh, think through innovation in mining? So whenever you make decisions in, in any business, uh, you need proper information. You need the information at the right scale, the right amount of information, the right type of information. You need it uh, at the right time, and you need it to be accurate. And that's basically true of anything. The thing that the consulting industry probably create a lot of confusion around is this notion of KPIs. You know, if you talk to people, that's the easiest thing that rolls off your tongue. You know, what's the KPIs? Mm. But if you dig down to it, often what we're what we're term as a KPI is really just another outcome measure. What you really need to get to is the input measures to understand really what are the things that has a causal impact on on the outputs that you want to drive forward. So it's all about aligning and quantification. And so what we start with is we start with shareholder value because it's easy to quantify, but we acknowledge there's a parallel to that social value and then environmental value, which we can which we can come back to later. Uh-huh. But what we then do is de, uh, devolve the shareholder value, which is in the market, the value that the market ascribes to a company for uh, for for the value of the f- future cash flows, and we break it then down into into elements that that uh, the companies can recognize, which is their revenue, their operating margin, and very importantly, their uh, asset utilization on the balance sheet perspective. What we then do is we break that down into the units that um, that starts to separate from finance, so we can get back to what we said before, the true input measures. And and in mining, probably eighty percent of your inputs could be described in four what we call intensity measures. One of those intensity measures would be a productivity measure and the other would be efficiency measures. Okay. About 80% of work uh, over time has really been spent in the last 30 years on efficiency improvements, mm-hmm. not so much on productivity. And so the lenses that we have is mining intensity, which is the rate at which you actually mine your body, which is the, the mining intensity measure. And then we have the three key resource efficiency measures or intensity measures which we uh, which we group into labor intensity energy intensity and then the capacity intensity the amount of capital and capacity that you have to invest to to be able to uh, create a certain level of output those measures are intrinsic to the way that you plan and design the mine and they don't have financials in it and you want to express them in terms of things that operating managers can understand and it's important also to understand that the uh, that there's an interrelationship between these resource measures, mm-hmm. uh, these intensity measures. You may reduce the amount of people through automation, but all, all you may do is move the capital to the balance sheet. So you now have to buy equipment instead of paying salaries. And from a cash flow perspective, what we're trying to understand are those trade-offs that you make in those decisions accretive to value. So, we so, so do you find uh, that, that there are typically good enough information available for mining managers to be able to make these kinds of, of decisions of either high capital, low OPEX, or the other way around type of strategies? 
I think it's a question of information, but also of understanding of these frameworks and understanding how all these pieces of information relate to each other and therefore mm -hmm. help you make better decisions. I find that in, in, when you go to many companies, minds are focused on you know uh, reducing cost. And so from an engineering perspective, it's always economies of scale driving cost down. But often the trade-offs could be very different. And, and depending on what type of mine you have, the context within your mining, these intensity measures and the relationship to each other and their relationship to the finances may be very different. Mm -hmm. And so we, we, we sort of like to, to call it sort of the DNA of, of a mine. And mm -hmm. every mine has their own DNA, but ultimately every mine has to produce, has to produce a, a rate of return from a cash perspective that beats the, the cash requirements from the investors. Mm. If we circle back to the all-body and the all-body knowledge and, and the all-body as the client, could you link it back to us, uh, for us, back to the uh, all-body? Right, so everything of course starts with the market and I think perspective I, I have learned from somebody is that if you look at your all-body as the market you need to add value to, it creates a different, a different view. Now what we're doing is uh, we're looking at the business model, the energy intensity, the design of the mine, how you're operating and how you're actually attacking that ore body in order to extract value from it. Just the same as a, as a company like Apple will go to the market and try to find who are the people with money in their pockets, what can I offer them to, to extract that out of their wallets. And so, uh, so you could think about the ore body in, in the same ways. So the focus of, of the framework is really to, to get us to understand what are the minimum requirements that we have to add in terms of resources to extract maximum value from that? And then uh, circling back to MineRP, uh, you've been busy for the last year thinking over how MineRP could add to the Deloitte business model. How do you see MineRP play in that role? I think MineRP is filling an absolutely critical role. But as technologies go, you know, technology is absolutely necessary but not sufficient to complete the whole transformation. Mm -hmm. so, mm -hmm. so the critical role that MineRP falls is uh, what we call the information value loop. Mm -hmm. So information starts with the sensors, then gets connected with networks. It gets aggregated to provide a system level view. Then you apply thinking or cognitive tools to it in order to make decisions to improve improve your, your outputs. Now MineRP fills a very critical component of that and that's the aggregation of, of, of siloed data. Mm. Without a system level perspective, um, it's very hard to understand the interrelationship between what decisions are made and the consequence on, on outcomes. And in mining, because the time frames of planning take so long, and also once you've made a plan, you've basically structurally created the environment within which uh, value has to be created and mm. so you may embed structural waste into the process with the wrong design. So we call that design waste. Mm. And so by having better access on a whole system perspective and information of the whole system, uh, doing it faster provides you a better sense of, of the amount of design waste that goes into a plan and what could be eliminated. And that of course can be directly related to value. Mm. Mm. So MinerP believes also that we're very much an innovation-led company and our partnerships are designed to, to find the kind of client, uh, rather partners that can unlock further value beyond mere technology. I guess you run into this often. I, I know that Deloitte uh, is also involved in, in uh, change management uh, programs, etc., to embed technology in a valuable way into organizations. Is this something that you find that companies do? They invest in 
whether that be hardware technology or huge software enterprise programs, and then they don't have the DNA knowledge of how to unlock the investment that they've made in that technology. Absolutely. We we're, we're all, we're all suffer from that in our personal life sometimes as well. I think the, the hardest thing to, to do is to move away from the way you've done things before. Mm. Um, and specifically because in environments where mines operate, often the communities are 100% dependent on the economic value that the mine provides to that community. So any changes to the existing formula is a, is a scary thing. Yeah. When we look at uh, implementing of technology, we try to look at it at two axes. There is the technical architecture, which is all about what technology and, and how you structure that. And then there's the social architecture. And the social architecture is all about aligning the accountability and the authority to the kind of decisions that's needed to create value. MineRP provides the, I would say for now, the, for, for the first time, the platform to be able to better link decisions to outcomes. What we now need to do is to make sure that the authority and accountability for people to act on those decisions and information is aligned so that uh, we get people to, uh, to make the right decisions at the right time at the, in, in the right context. And that's complete retraining in some cases of, of, of the people and as well sometimes completely changing the organizational design in yeah. order to fit with this new uh, paradigm of more information you know, more of the time and more accurately. MP, I feel that we can have another uh, three hours of discussion. Uh, this is so interesting. I think we need to steer towards closure. Can we ask Adrian about his predictions for the future? Sure, Adrian. So you've, uh, you've been involved, and I should tell anybody listening that it's a treat sitting in any strategy session where you are involved in uh, When you have a, a pen in front, in front of a whiteboard, it's always interesting. <laughs> so anyone like you who see many clients and see many companies like MinerP who have all kinds of innovative ideas um, can bring these things together and then look around the bend and see what's coming at us from the future. What are your perspectives? How do you see mining changing in the next... Let's just keep it to a five-year window even. So, uh, so prediction is the fool's game most of the time <laughs> but you could I wouldn't uh, say that's what we asked you <laughs> <laughs> but you could look back at but many predictions that that is easier to make the Moore's law in computers for instance is easy we know that mm. computers are becoming twice as fast and half the cost uh, every 18 months or so so there's things like that I think when you look at the value of information in society and in business it's pretty clear that you know that's the way the world will be going and MinerP is really enabling that through its integrated platform to allow that to be accelerated. The exciting thing for me is that the companies that adopt that will see a significant improvement in value. The negative component of that is the mining industry is slow to adopt. As a citizen of the biosphere, you'd like mining to change its ways mm. to improve. Uh, we know it will take a long time. As a capitalist, I feel very excited about the opportunity because <laughs> we know because the changes are slow, the marginal players will probably not have the capital or the ability to, to change their ways. And where the commodities are needed, the prices will be set by supply and demand economics. This really creates a fantastic opportunity for anybody that has the foresight to adopt uh, platforms like yourselves. Because any improvement in performance will immediately be accretive to value, will be crystallized as, uh, as increased margins. As because those players, more efficient players in an, in an inefficient market, will not change the market price. This is very different than in any other industry. So I would say from my experience working in other industries where you know, innovation is competed away very fast, the mining industry for now does not have that structure. 
which is fantastic for people that could just run faster than the next layer. So in a relative perspective, you can improve your relative position in the market by being incrementally smarter. And the platforms that you're providing, I think, are allowing our clients to just be incrementally and sometimes significantly so smarter about making decisions, which will be crystallized as profits that can then be reinvested in further innovation. And so the, the people that will start to run away with uh, the platforms that you create and use information in a different way will be the ones that will eventually you know, change the industry. Hmm. Success factors for digital transformation. I know it's a big topic, uh, maybe an introduction to a next and a future interview with you. Yeah, I think when you think of digital transformation, for me, this is the buzzword, everything has to be yeah. digital. But all the digital um, suggests is you take analog data, all data starts as analog, and you create it in a format that computers can consume it, that you can share it. And so it's all about transparency, sharing, and then being able to allow expert systems to do a, to a better job. Now, the ability to put things in digital allows you to integrate stuff. In the end of the day, digital transformation is really just about transforming the company for better value creation, and it's all about decision-making. What decisions do you have to make at what level? in what context, with what content requirement, and then allowing digital to provide that to you faster, more accurate, and with more breadth. And the enabling tools that you create, companies will have to adopt to do that. And on top of that, of course, the digital transformation is about augmenting human performance. So it's really mm. a social transformation more than a technology transformation, mm. in my view. So we're looking forward at not only changes in the way that companies do their business currently, but we're also expecting some change in the way that, that mining companies themselves are structured and operate. At the moment, you know, mining companies are kind of grouped into juniors and mid-tier and senior mining companies and, and, and so on. Maybe as a last one from my side, do you expect that there will be a shake-up in the mining industry as the, the Uber-likes of mining companies emerge that do things completely differently? Or not, even not new entrants to the market. Yeah, not, not, not only compete better because they've got better access to information and are able to, to take agile decisions, but, but do things completely differently. Do you see anything like that on the horizon? I think so. I mean, if you look at the companies that really understand the value of information, like the Googles, Google has already invested in a mine in Kazakhstan, I believe, in order hmm. to to understand how they can add value to the information and yeah. therefore change uh, the mining paradigm by making different decisions in, in better ways. Absolutely. I think if you look at uh, the Ubers, if you even look at the people like Elon Musk that entered the automotive industry, yeah. basically from the information industry where he, where he grew up, without any experience, is now able to, you know, to drive change in the industry. The industry as a whole won't change. It will be changed by people that create companies mm. and new models. And I would say Rick House, if you look at Chelepec and what he's doing there, you know, would be a similar person I'd be looking to. You know, there will be individuals in the industry that will have the, the foresight and the, and the courage to do things differently from within the industry, but from outside the industry as well. And I think eventually the, the challenge is so significant that partnerships, the, the, the industry is moving away from capital being the most important thing to collaboration and integration being the most mm. important thing. Mm. The uh, disciplines that are evolving that will change mining is just too broad and it's changing too fast for any mining company or any individual company on the outside by themselves to change. So I think it's the collaboration and partnership that, okay. will, uh, that will change the industry from thinking big, testing small, scaling fast. At that high note and with another, I don't know, 3 to 15 interviews that we can plan off this, 
we need to bring this to the close. Adrian, thank you very much, and we hope we can interview you again. We are sitting here in Dundee's offices, where we will also interview Rick House, as Adrian mentioned. Thank you very much, Adrian. Thanks for the opportunity. We look forward to seeing you again soon, and uh, also uh, we'll be publishing some more information about the exciting partnership between MinerP and our partners, including Deloitte. And we hope to see you guys uh, soon at some of the industry uh, conventions where we'll be uh, displaying some of the interesting innovations that we've come up together. Thank you.